So, um, talking about the duality of foreign identity, this comes up because very frequently I'm faced with like, more specifically, the differences in my relationship with being black here and black back home. But then obviously with that comes natural South African to American cultural differences. Um, and you can take it from respect, <laughs> behavior, um, values, you know. Um, and I think I'm constantly, I won't say, no, I'd say forced. I'm constantly forced to have this conversation with myself because I'm constantly confronted with these differences, which I think is very natural for all of us. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess that's more what I'm wanting to mutually unpack. Where does your mind go when I say that initially, duality of foreign identity, given the fact that you have immigrated twice? Um, hmm. What was the gap between you moving to South Africa and South Africa to here? So I started that journey five years ago. When um, you initially moved from home? When I moved from home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I moved from home five years ago, not so long ago. Yeah, because um, I'm like, I've been here almost four years, December's yeah. four years. December's four years? Yeah. You um, moved twice? I moved twice within five years. Uh. Yeah. Um, the first time was, no, sorry, I'm like four <clears throat> years ago. <clears throat> Jesus. Four years ago. So first time was Lagos to Cape Town, which was... So I'll tell you something about the summary. <laughs> the summary is this. The summer? The summary. The summary? Yeah. So okay. the culture shock between Lagos and Cape Town was higher, way higher than the culture shock from Cape Town to Seattle. Okay, two, before I ask more. you why. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. really? Yeah. Before I ask you why, do you think that you would feel the same had you moved from Lagos to Seattle? First. Yeah, so I'm grateful that I moved through that route. Why? Oh, now man. we can unpack some yeah. Why? So it's 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 different. First of all, the major reason is this: it's apples and oranges. Lagos and Cape Town. Okay. Lagos and Joburg is apples and apples. Different magnitudes, okay. but apples and apples because okay. they're two commercially Driven, vibrant yes. cities. Yes. With very growing too. Very you know, massive. Yeah, it's yeah. Ma they're massive cities that pull people from everywhere. Sure. Um, and it's a high intensity kind of place, you know, yes. it's rough, it's all of that. You know how Joburg is, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's, it's a place where you, it's, it's not laid back. No. It's not a chill vibe. God, no. No, you don't get in the CBD. Yeah, you don't go to CBD in Joburg thinking you're chilling. You're thinking you know? everything is okay. Yeah. Absolutely not. Your head's on a swivel It'd kind of situation. It's stupid to think so. So the best thing for me would have been to move from Lagos to Joburg. That's still within the room. But Lagos to Cape Town, I remember when I hmm. started working, my second week after I landed, I got into the office and I looked out the window of my office and I saw a street called Roland Street, which is where my office was on. Roland? Yeah, Roland okay. Street. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's, in, it's, it's, in, it's in gardens. And <clears throat> I looked out and I said, so it was a Monday morning. I'm like, where are, where's everyone? Why is it empty? Oh, really? Yeah, because... Because I'm Cape used Town. to people, like, you know... Yep. On Monday? Yeah. Ah, that, that looked like a Sunday morning afternoon. between 9... Not afternoon. <laughs> 9 and 10, because people go to church on that day. So, that's the emptiest you'd ever see Lagos, is on, Monday, is on Sunday morning. Okay. When everyone's gone to church. Okay. That's exactly how Cape Town looked to me. 
And that was time. a busy time. Yes. So that was a very yeah. The too many culture shops. Cape Town. Oh, there were Cape too Town many culture shops. Quiet. Cape Town is laid back. Cape Town is full of people who want to sleep, and want to chill, and want, want to, to take a break. <laughs> yes, who want to take a break from Johannesburg. Yeah. Because Johannesburg is too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Mm-hmm. What? Well, okay, that's mm, okay. So the why? So now, yes. The why. Um, the why is because the amount of culture shock or cultural differences between those two cities was higher. Okay. And um, adjusting. Can you give like two some examples? examples of the most prominent ones? Um, or however many, really. There's so many. First, like like down to the plugs, like how you plug in your <laughs> what do you mean? the plugs, the electric, <laughs> the electric, the electric sockets, outlets. What about them? Yeah, you you're, you're <laughs> South Africa's <laughs> country. <laughs> <I> said, uh-uh. <laughs> it's type G, so they're different types. There's type A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay. H. Um, I think this is a Why? Term. I'm going to pause you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, so, types. I tease my friend Michaela about this all the time. But, because she's British. She's genuinely British. People mm-hmm. think I am. Um, and she pronounces H H. And you just did the same thing. Why is that? H H? Yeah. What, what, sorry. <laughs> I don't even know what <laughs> Still don't recognize this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain it to you later. Yeah. Anyway, yes, down to the plugs. Mm-hmm. Alright, cool. So electric. Oh, are you pulling up for me? Yeah, yeah, I want to pull up the. Okay. Yeah. okay. That's our plugs. So I'll show you the South African. Oh, plugs. you're right because I had to buy plugs. Yeah. Before I moved here. So this is the South African Type D. This one. Yeah. The big circle. Oh, I missed yeah. those. Um, I even forgot. Yo. Because now I'm used to this shit. Yeah. Because so this is the one we use in Nigeria, Type G. Okay. Yeah. So this is what I'm used to. UK also uses that. Yeah, when UK I went uses to, that. Uh, what's the name? Heathrow. I had to make sure that I had that on my way. Mm-hmm. Wild. Um, okay. So first that, culture that, that, yeah, that was one of the first culture shocks. Okay. Other one was the weather. I moved in the summertime. You moved when it was summer in, in Cape Town? Cape Town. Okay. So you moved December? Yeah. It was cold for you? Was what was the temperature? Probably... In Celsius? Mid 20s, yeah. Obviously. Celsius. Oh, that's comfortable. Mid 20s to. But at night, uh, at night, it dropped to like 16, 17 degrees. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. I was not used to you that. You were cold. I was cold. I'd never experienced that. So, wait, did night. you like the summer that was here now in Seattle? Oh, no, yeah. I'm oh, used to this. God, now. no. So, so, I'm used to I this now. Because this, this is not heat. This. You t- this we're is, not going to talk about <laughs> this. Is you not, know how I feel about the heat. This is not. Because. The 80s? Nah, it's nothing. That's like work. I was. Dying. That's light work. He said, Matt's not hot. That's not hot. Matt's not hot. Matt's never hot. <laughs> oh no, I was dying. So, anyway. Um, the weather. Okay. Um, so, which did you prefer? 100% Cape Town. Cape Town oh, okay, is cool. the best weather in the world. Because it was cooler. Yeah. yeah, but I had to get used to it. This is a, Seattle's summer in 2019 was Cape Town. And then mm. it turned into this but, bullshit. But this the is last beautiful. I love no, this. <sighs> this was nothing. Time I didn't feel one day, one single day, I didn't complain that it was hot. Sure, you wouldn't have not that night to be around me. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't feel nothing. I loved okay. it. I was, oh man, don't take me back. Oh, <laughs> so it's the was, first day of fall and I'm so happy about oh, man, this always, gloominess. I'm so excited. I love it. I love it. Um, so weather? Yes. Um, the lifestyle is different because it's more laid back. 
and like I said, the opposite to or, um, Orange's comparison is really lifestyle and how sure. the intensity of the city. Lagos is a city of, we don't know what the population is, but we believe it's between 15 and 25 million people. You? That's half the population of South Africa. Or let's say a little bit, like 45% of the entire country. Is within a is tiny sliver, a sliver of land called Lagos, the metropolitan area. I'm not going to Lagos. Yeah, it's I crazy. Just, it's actually really crazy. <laughs> it's too many people. I don't even know. I, mean, I can't even do New York. Ah, it's crazy. It's New York, but mm-hmm. it's an underdeveloped New York. No, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe one day. That what, what else? Um, homeless people. Never seen homeless people before in my life. What I mean. I'm sorry. And I'll tell. I'll tell you what I mean. I'll tell you what okay. I mean. Okay. It's not that there are no homeless people in Lagos. There are homeless people in Lagos, but they don't wait for people to come help. Like because in Nigeria, if you don't work, you're going to die. No one's coming to save you. There's no government assistance. There's no social safety net. There's no um, like um, warm, warm. What's it called now? Warm food, you know, center where you could go grab like yeah stuff. Yeah, like we here, try to make it happen. Yeah, food yeah. banks. Food banks. Food banks. Mm. Food banks. Um, <coughs> then you know, I was also surprised that also related to the weather that um, because in Nigeria we can't sleep outside at night. You can. You can. Yeah. Like if you have a house, you can sleep outside your house. No, so what? This is what I mean. <laughs> the homeless people or folks that are homeless in Nigeria uh, can you know they don't get in trouble. No, 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 no. It's the weather, the elements. There are no elements that oh. will kill you in Nigeria. Okay. It never gets as cold that you think about your life. Yep, like here. Like here. Mm. So that when I saw that situation, what about the heat on the opposite end? Yes. No, because, because the heat, in Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. Not just that, but the heat is you escape the heat by going outside because it's worse inside. Got it. So they're actually better off. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mosquitoes. seeing that many... So many things. Like, I, 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 can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't go mosquitoes. Listen. Mosqui- <laughs> we're going to leave mosquitoes because I'll take you to Thailand there. Um, okay. So now are we talking about how many homeless people? Like population increase? Or just how homeless people are treated? I think it was more... I had never seen someone just lying on the side of the road. You know... Okay. You know, like um, every day, not doing anything. Mm. In Nigeria, we have what we call beggars, right? They sure. will, they beg. Yes. Even if you're an amputee. So, you will in South Africa, them. would you not have called them beggars if they were at the traffic light? Would you still assume that they I'll, I'll, I'll call them yeah, yeah, as yeah. homeless yeah, I'll call them, first before being beggars? I'll call them beggars. So, interchangeably? Yeah, interchangeably. Okay. But the folks in Cape Town, the difference was they, I don't know, it was just they would sleep on the side of the road. Casually, is that what you're saying? Yeah, casually. Uh, I'm, I'm not doing anything casual. like that. There's a sense of confidence and comfort. Okay, what exactly? What did that make you assume about them? It, it, no, no, I had nothing against them. Well, no, 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 that's not what I mean. So, what did that? Um, what did that communicate to you about Cape Town and its people, or South Africans? Or yeah, maybe it's. I think it's more. I I thought, man, you guys are wonderful. I know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like you know, the fact that these people feel comfortable enough, there has to be a sense of security, quote unquote, right? Um, it's not a good situation to be, obviously, but I'm just saying. Oh, don't worry. We know that. Yeah, in in Nigeria, you will die. If you, you can't sit on your bum, you can't just sit. No one's coming to save you. 
Remind me to, and I want to wash it with you so I can get your reaction. Um, soft white underbelly. Look it up on YouTube. Well, I would have to find the episode about the homeless. I can't remember what street it's called. In Cape Town? No, in LA. Um, and on the East Coast. But it, it, given like this a, conversation about homelessness. Yeah, I think I know the street you're talking about. Is it Venice? No. No, it's got Vine, a, Vine Street? No, it's got its own. I would Skidro? have to record. Skidro. That's SFF. It's in San Francisco. Is Skidro in San Francisco? I wasn't far off. Have you seen any um have you watched Soft White on the Belly? I'm just pulling it up now on YouTube. You should watch that episode. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. It'll I wonder what your take on their homeless. So that was the first time I that's the first time I saw homeless people. Sure. It, it felt like Interesting. It felt organized. It felt organized. It felt like you know, you have encampments, you have tents. You that sound that thing that was organized? Oh, there's, there's no, yeah, because you, the folks that are the homeless, they sleep under the bridge, open to the elements. There's no, because you're not protecting yourself from anything. The only thing that can kill you is not the weather, it's mosquitoes. <laughs> That's all that can kill you. Because remember, it's tropical. Crazy. It's, it's, it's equal oh, temperature across the year. True. We don't have fluctuations. Like we do. Yeah, like, you know, that's another thing. You guys thing don't have seasons. We don't have seasons. We just we have do. hot and cold. Mm. The only time it's not hot. Hot and colder than hot. No, it's hot, hot and not hot. <laughs> <laughs> and less hot. It's hot and less hot. Less hot. It's always hot, but it's hot and less hot. Jesus. And the only time it's less hot is when it rains. Sure. That's the only time it's less hot. Does that not create humidity? It's always humid. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but then, Nigerians will start. Legosians. Legosians. Legosians will start. Shaking and shivering at like twenty, like eighteen degrees Celsius. Oh, I'm not joking. Time like out. we pull out the cardigans. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel sorry for you. When but it then, comes to winter. But then, Seattle's winter's cold. I know. And but, this is your first one, yeah? No, I I moved in January, so I kind of had a. Oh, half, you'll be fine. Yeah, uh, had, uh, had, had okay. But that's part of it. The weather as well, you know. Being yeah. in Cape Town, it was cold. Mm. Slightly less cold than Seattle. But if I move from Lagos, like the question you asked me earlier. Okay. Cape Town is not, it's slightly less cold than Seattle. So Seattle's colder? Yeah, it's colder. Got it. it Cape Town actually gets us cold, but only it for does. a few days during winter. We don't have that. Yeah, we don't have a long, they don't have a long stretch, yes. Yes. You'd get some days in winter that like we get like minus one in Cape Town. Sure, 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 sure. But like two or three days, maximum. Yeah. Here. You just get some groups like, here. Yeah. Weeks on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So if I had moved from Lagos directly, mm-hmm. man, it would have been insane. I yeah, just I think seasonal depression would have been a thing for you. Too many things. Yeah. The culture you said, you know, mm-hmm. respect. Yeah. Walking to the elevator and no one's even saying hi, hello. Like there's no form of, you know, there's no warmness. There's no, no form of recipro- not not re- not even reciprocity. We'll get to reciprocity later. No form of acknowledgement for another individual. Yeah, like it's so weird to me. And that is probably the first the first of the culture shocks that I experienced coming here. You've met the first time we met, I like surely I was very open to you, right? Hug, hi, what's up? That's me. Lele walks the streets of Seattle in her first week. Good morning. Huh? <laughs> hi. Huh? How are you? Good. The greeting. The it's greeting, just... The greeting, good morning, good afternoon. And I don't think it's... Okay, sure, Seattle has its cold people, Seattle free, sure. 
But I also I think, think it's American. an American. I think it's an American. It's not the Americans. Well, maybe some some, some folks move from other parts of the U.S. and say sure. that it's where culture. You see, individual state, almost state culture, yeah. individual state culture. Yeah. Hence, yes, will separate them. Yeah, sure. Um, and I'm going to try to be conscious for this not to be um, criticism. <laughs> I think I'm right. Oh, I think you're right. I stopped. Oh, so neither of us. <laughs> And so, ah, useless at this point. Just, at least it didn't shake hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Um, the culture shock, respect, greeting. Uh, I'm going to be try. I'm going to try to be conscious of not making this a criticism on Americans so much as it's going to be just a cultural difference stipulation. That's fine. And I say that's because I instantly went to Americans don't, and I don't want it to be that. However. Let's change it up. Back home, it is, you are taught, the minute you can think, you are taught that respect is fundamental in everything that you do, in every facet of your life, no matter what. Mm. And one of those things comes down, one of the things is, you greet whoever. You greet your stranger, you greet your neighbor. It is kind, and you want to allow them the opportunity to think that if there was crisis, they would help you too. Why? Because you were kind. That same sentiment doesn't hold here unless you are black. Or unless, I won't even say if you're a person of color, I wouldn't quite know that. But I will say people of color here are more likely to be open to you. Open, responsive, share the same sentiment, but again, that comes down to they're from somewhere else. They're people of color from somewhere else. Like, for example, my neighbors above me, all Spanish speaking, not a lick of English. And I've never even, oh, no, lick. not a lick, I swear, oh, is that one of these English terms? Sorry. <laughs> I need to keep it together. <laughs> not, a, I swear, not a lick of English. And so funny. to greet, you could tell for both of us, very natural. You are there, I am here, yeah, we're in the him, same him. space, to acknowledge the fact that you are human and you are present, is ex that's, that's how it is. Yeah, I think it's fundamental to the culture in the US, which is very individualistic. It is, yes. Um, I think they really praise that, you know, for whatever reason, I'm not going to dive into that, but... Yeah, we could, um, oh, that's a whole I, other I, conversation. I, I, I saw, I noticed that, you know, that was, I think I did also notice it a bit in Cape Town, because Cape Town is quite westernized. Cape Town... Cape Town is quite westernized. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I actually experienced a bit of it in Cape Town before I moved out here. Cape Town people, their hostility comes from risk aversion. Their hostility comes from we have to figure out what you want first before we decide that you're not an infiltration, a negative infiltration. That's the mindset that they hold. Mm. Um, and that, I think, comes from colonization. Mm. And just constantly apartheid. being put in, yes, oh, apartheid was it oh, exactly like it just comes from if you're coming into our home that we fought hard to try to get back, which we in essence quote unquote haven't because the white people still have the land, whatever. But it comes from a we're here now, this is the place that we own that we want to make our own. You just need to prove that you're not trying to take away, that's all. Mm. And then once they realize that, oh, you're not a threat, they'll make you home. Mm. It's not the same here. Mm. They just generally, you can tell, are not taught 
from young some sure some parents have done fantastic jobs i'm not taking away from those parents there's a disclaimer but as a whole i'm very i'm still surprised to this day if i greet somebody and they greet me back or, <laughs> or if i get greeted first yeah yeah same and for the most part if i get greeted first it's because i'm already smiling yeah and i'm already acknowledging and looking at you to yeah. know that like i'm acknowledging your presence yeah so then they're put in like, an uncomfortable position to force themselves to say hi and for the most part which i find interesting is like it's a positive interaction like i can even see people's demeanors change once already greeted and I'm like, so why don't you make it a priority in the first place? Why is that not? It's just not instilled. Mm. And it's odd. And it's difficult when it comes to, like, I work with kids. I've been working with kids forever. And working with kids here, having to reteach some kids how to be respectful from what I know to mean respect. Mm. And that's also different. Like, I work, was one of my clients at some point was in school. So I was working in an American school for a couple of months. And to even see what they're taught is respectful is so different to us and the what, how what, what's respectful? like just don't talk back <laughs> that's all that came down to don't talk back um greet elders speak to elders like they're not your friends speak to them like they're elders with respect that's maybe i saw that once but like most of the time it's like just don't talk back to me but the way they're taught too is like they already have an attitude so like I don't think that kids feel the need to reciprocate respect when mm. they don't necessarily see it. And that might be a much bigger umbrella issue with many different, you know, facets and, and, and influences, and that's fine. But based off of observation, if I, relative to how my teachers spoke to us about how respect and what, res like how important respect was, why and what it looked like, so it was so serious. You wanted to. And you felt the need to take them seriously mm. because they were serious about it because they emphasize how important it is whereas here it's just like a they get a slap on the wrist for talking back they get a just be kind to people because you want them to be kind to you you know it's not broken down into the from people to people you know from human to human being i think comma and i think that that's where if anything we went right I think that that is something that I hold culturally so important to me. I'm grateful for my upbringing because of that, especially by location. Yeah. Because I think that if I had been even to see and observe very few, this is very seldom, but like other African kids who grew up here and to observe the places where they've let loose that there's their respect because they're here. Whereas if they had stayed back home, been had grown up back home for a long period of time, would have carried the strength of that here. So maybe later on in life moving. But uh, respect, yo, respect was the first thing. That's the first thing you noticed? Yeah, yeah, respect, respect slash greeting slash just being humane. Yeah, I think, I, think I, I noticed a bit of that in Cape Town because Nigeria is massive on culture. Well, not Nigeria, part of Nigeria I'm from. I'm mm. from Nigeria I lived in. Respect is like, Huge. It's huge, um, and you greet everyone. You, you do. Like you greet. <laughs> you greet. You, you know, it's so odd to me to walk by someone who cleans the, you know, you know, like a cleaner here. Janitor cleaner. Yeah, yeah people don't greet anybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you do even like. It's. Oh, I love it. I know. Uh, it's frustrating. Uh, so I think at this point I just start to realize 
they, they, they are some parts of the US that you know maybe um, still hold on to, mm. particularly the smaller the towns, the south. The, the, the south that's because where they, most of the black population is as well. Yeah, and they still use things like sir and mum, you know, and stuff yes. like that. Um, yes. So, might as well just jump into that too. <laughs> um, I've been stopped many times in my experience here for calling someone ma'am or sir. Not, out of, not because they were offended, like, oh, don't call me because I'm old, I feel old. But like a, why? And I'm like, you're a stranger. You're my elder. I was brought up to refer to you first as ma'am or sir before I even think about introducing myself to you and asking for your name. And like, you're more likely, if I'm meeting your parents, for example, or anyone's parents, no matter who you are to meet, you are likely to be Mrs. And Mr. and Mrs. X, Y, and Z before you are named. And if you insist on me calling your name, yeah, I'll have a, I'll have my emotions. Let, 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 let me say something on that note. So I, 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 was, I was a culture shock for me in Cape Town. What? Yeah, I, I, I was in, um, where was this? I think I was in something in church where some folks had, um, we were together somewhere. Mm. And in that group of people, there was an older couple, right? Mm. White older couple. Sure. And I remember people addressing them by their first names, you know, without any... <laughs> Jacob and Mary. It's something huh? like that, you know? And I'm looking at that and I'm... Huh? I know. <laughs> and you can see they have grey hair, so it's not, it's, not, it's not like... It's not, not obvious that they have Yeah! So yeah. I, I was really confused by that, but I remember one of my friends who told me, he's English South African, um, English white, and he said um, his parents... Is this your British friend who, who moves to South Africa? No, no, this is not him. Oh, not him. Okay, never mind. He's Cape Um okay. but he's English, white. Okay. Yeah. And his family, he told me his family brought him up to address his parents' friends with a first name. Yeah, that's white. That's yeah. white South African. Yeah, yeah that sounds like you know, white. very. And I'm, yep. So I was really confused. Eventually, mm -hmm. with the other couple I talked, I spoke about earlier, I had to start calling them auntie, but I still call the white guy, the guy, the, 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 um, I think I still try, no, I changed it to Mr. Double G. I, I couldn't get to call him, initially I used to call him Grant, because his name was Grant. I used to call him Grant. Mr. Double G. He's, you know, his first name is G and last name is G. G as well, right? yeah. So, I used to call him Grant initially, but man, that thing, it just so, makes you cringe. I was just feeling weird for myself. After yeah. I went, I'm like, listen. I can't it's call really him this person anymore, so I had to put Mr. Double G out. That's why I called him. Well, I called his wife, Auntie Gail. Um, you know, because they're old enough to be my parents. Their first daughter is my age, right? Mm. So it really does didn't settle in my brain. My brain couldn't just accept it. The, the Nigerian it's in me could so, not accept me calling somebody like that, it's even so if I could. It's so odd. It's so odd. And then, so coming down, that's a good segue into how they connect to our topic, I suppose, because now here, I haven't met many people's parents, but the parents who I have I met, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. He said, "Time out." Nobody. Like, why are we joking? Man? I have. I've only seen young people He's here. Like, I, have not met <laughs> I have. So my thing here is, I've had to. Because what's difficult is like, even if you're told it's okay to refer to them by their first names and it doesn't feel right to you, some people feel 
disrespected or uncomfortable if you don't mm. and i've had to learn that i had to learn that very quickly both back home and here it's like if i insist on saying mr and mrs and they truly don't like it i've had to force myself and be like now back home and here i'm just i'm i find myself at odds with like how i've been raised and how, Versus, what, yeah. what I think is right and what feels respectful and what feels naturally like in my bones, in my mm -hmm. veins, respectful and kind and reasonable is not to refer to them. By but if they insist here, though, But they insist. I do. I do. Because it comes down to like comfortability. Yeah. yeah. Um, and because I think to myself, like, it's obviously not the exact it's, it's, same yeah. thing, but like if I would, I just take it, take, taking like how people pronounce my name and how wrong that is. You know, and how that bothers me. So if I if I would you want to respect them, yeah. exactly yeah, the yeah. same principle, um, and it's not like I have any uh, reason to believe that my parents would be disappointed to know that, right? It's not about it's less. It's not even about them. It's just like contending with that difference ever so often, it's, and how oh, much I it means to you, and not realizing yeah, yeah. how much it means. Like I didn't realize how much my upbringing meant to me until I moved here. Mm. I didn't, well, that was one, that's only one of the things, but I didn't mm. realize, I very, every now and then I say to myself, like, I'm very grateful that I grew up where, I was born and raised, and raised where I grew up, and then moved here. And I'm also glad that I moved when I moved, and I'm also glad I moved by myself. All those things impact how this journey has gone and is going. Um, and I'm I'm very glad for that. Like I'm I would not like to be in a position where I now suddenly feel like I have to learn how to be respectful. Yeah. Like I'd hate to be grown as I am and suddenly feel like. Well, you wouldn't, would you? Yes, and so in my alternate <laughs> universe, in my alternate universe, in my mind, I would just it seems like an uncomfortable thing. I'm like, how? It's so. It seems foreign. To feel the need to learn like i have to teach some people recently certain situations have called for me to teach grown people how to be respectful <laughs> like have a conversation on this is why we don't do this this is how people feel about it so don't do it it's just called being respectful why am I explaining that to a very grown person? Very grown person. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, those, I guess that's one of the things. Yeah. That, that's one of the things. Um, I had a question for you. So now, in terms of, um, what, was it, what was the differences in your black experience? from Cape Town to, from Lagos to Cape Town, and then we'll jump from Cape Town to here, since we've touched on homelessness. That's one of those, <laughs> one of so the many, bigger cultural oh, differences, no, yes. It was too many culture shocks. Mm -hmm. um, I think the primary thing you need to understand is for most folks that move from Nigeria, um, we don't, first time I ever categorized myself as anything other than Yoruba, which is my tribe. Mm -hmm. The first time I ever categorized myself as black or African was in Cape Town. I had never in my life up until that point 
and I was in my mid twenties at that point. Because because you the, don't have yeah, white you, people. You don't. It's Nigeria is ninety nine point nine 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 percent black. Oh, nine nine nine. Yeah. Point nine 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 nine. Nine. You don't see white people often. Who is that point It's the white people that call us expatriates and the other expats. Uh, yeah, we call them expats. Okay. We don't, we, we don't call them foreigners. We call them expats because they no, don't come. I know. They don't come and live among us. Yes, um, I watched they a movie leave. the other day that explained that concept. It's like you are a foreigner when you come to America, but when Americans go that way, they're expats. Mm-hmm. And, Wild. Well, well, not totally. I understand that concept they're trying to make, but then with us it's different because you don't come to Nigeria because of the weather or because of... You come to Nigeria because of money. You want to make money, right? And so most of the folks that come, come maybe... For a resource. For oil, yeah, for a resource. For maybe for... Resource, they're yes. working with oil companies or they're working with some big financial firms. For sure. Or they're working with some consultancy firms. For sure. And they stay in the really nice areas, right? Mm-hmm. And so you hardly... Or maybe they come for education, right? Um, as principals or headmistresses or headmasters sure. or whatever the case is. Um, because to teach. To teach. Sure. And we, we they don't generally intermingle with us. Generally, yeah. right? And so most <laughs> folks you see are Them black. and us. Yeah, no, it's, it wasn't even that, but like, you know, most folks you just see are black. Mm. For your entire life, you go years without seeing a white person. Mm. Easily. The little white people we see are on TV. So, okay. So, wow. the, the, then... You oh, I'm so glad you went to South Africa first. To, I'm so happy. Yeah. And I'll explain so it. now, I left that. I moved to SA. Sunday. And it was different, particularly Cape Town. This is not Joburg now. Yeah. This is Cape Town. Right. And so I moved to a part of Cape Town where I was a minority of a minority. Of a minority. Yeah, so I was a minority. People that, were, that, that made the majority of that made me that minority were a minority themselves. So I lived in Cape Town. Is this where you got the pen and paper? No, 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 oh. it's not that bad. I'm used to this, you know, it's just for work now. Okay. Um, I moved to Cape Town and, f- okay, I identified, I remember filling out my official documentation to start working with my company. And, you know, they say, identify your race. I never identified race before in my life. I'd only ever identified my tribe and my religion. So that was the first time in my life I ever, I'd ever written African. I'm listening. I just need to write something down yeah. because I'm going to forget it. <laughs> Anyone is fine. Yep, thank you. Okay. Yeah, so um, I'd never identified as anything other than my religion or my tribe. And so that was really interesting. I remember ask, asking my manager back then that, what do I write here? And he, being the jokester that he is, was like, he always writes any other race that definitely is not him. He was colored. So he would say, um, he always writes his white, or something just funny, you know. Um, so I was like, okay, what does it mean to be African? I'm obviously African, but then... That's not who I am, you know. It's like me feeling like I, I've never been so like, I'm not African. I'm Nigerian, Yoruba. I know what I am. Don't give me this umbrella term. Okay. You know to make me, you know. So that's how I felt about it. Okay. Because. So did you feel like being referred to a categorized as African was restricting? Yes. It was like why are you put in. I know what exactly. It's like you, you, you know exactly what you are, and someone is trying to say, "Oh, you're a man." I'm like, I'm not a man. <laughs> I'm Nigerian, you know, yeah. or I'm, I'm a black man, something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. It felt like, you know, when people say black lives matter, someone said all lives matter. I'm like, no, this is no. the important bit. Yes. This is what. Yes, yes, yes. So I felt like this is more important to me than African. I'm African for sure, I'm not sure. disputing that. But yes, because you can't, yeah. Yeah, but then, you know. But it's more specific. It's more specific, you know, yeah, but right. then that's not how it worked, and I can't complain about that. So that was my very first experience with race 
I spin a black person there. Next thing I, I yeah. the next thing I observed was everybody that was around me. There were very few black people in Cape Town in engineering and you know in tech. And I was like, why is that? And you know, I slowly realized that in my mind, I'm like, well, you guys have opportunities. You know, I, you have the opportunities to get here. Can it make sense to me? Why aren't you in these positions where, if back home we had these opportunities, again, that's just very speculative. So I don't know, but I believe that, you know, that. And I, I was kind of confused because I didn't understand the emotional and psychological baggage of apartheid. Mm. You know, I didn't understand mm. that. I knew it existed, but I was like, sure. It was a distant <clears throat> yeah, it was, historical it was, it artifact. Was, yeah, it was some distant historical yeah. artifact that I know happened in the mid nineties. I always said to myself, if I was born, I would have been born in apartheid. And um, although shortly afterwards, mm. it would have. You're ninety four. Ninety two. Ninety two. Shortly afterwards, it would have, you know, because I think it um, it got rescinded in ninety four, right? Mm-hmm. And then Mandela got elected in ninety five. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have been a kid still, regardless, you know, and I'll still have grown up in post-apartheid. Yes. Um, yeah, you only would have been two. I would have been only two. Start, yeah. But it still would have been like, okay, this happened. Anyway, mm. I didn't understand that. Mm. It took me three years. It took me three years to understand that. I'm not going to lie. That's a little bit of time, don't worry. Yeah, it You're took fine. me three years to understand. Because I kept saying, it, it, it was always a sense of self-righteousness. That you guys can, you know, fix this. Like you have the chances to fix this. Um, who self righteousness on whose part? On my part. Okay, sure, on my sure, part. sure, sure. Feeling like you know. Mm, mm, I don't blame you though, because you didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't understand. However, um, what's interesting about that? What's interesting about your expectation is that I get why, especially because of where you grew up and how far you far removed from it you were but the reality for us is that and someone might need to correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think that I am or maybe I'm making too great a generalization but in essence you as a foreign black person in that position so okay if you and I both applied for positions, right? We got the same job. We were both there, hey, fellow black person's cool. Relative to you, I would have been the minority. Because in South Africa, as a black person, opportunities like that aren't for us, aren't as accessible to us. But here you are, smart as shit. No. No, I'm t- telling you, not to asking you, wait. <laughs> Just. Not just you and I, but re- remove our person, personal value to this. Like, you, as a smart individual from a different country, being black, you have the upper hand in this particular situation. Yes. In other ways, absolutely not. Hence, xenophobia and things like that, right? But it's just so interesting to me that that was where your mind was when you came into it. Because I would have been like, and I'm yeah, like, what yeah. did you expect? Yeah, it, it wasn't just me, right? It was yeah. like all the Nigerians I hung around. Yes, of we, course. We all, we all came, yeah, we all came to the same conclusution. Came of, to the same, like, just yeah. meeting on some, what the 
<laughs> you know? Are you guys getting this? Yeah. So I, it was always like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Like, you know, what's going on here? Yeah. So I, let me tell you when he I'm actually came around. Go ahead. Okay. I'll, I'll get another one. Um, he actually came around when, in December last year, shortly mm. before I left Cape Town. Okay. This was about three, three and a half years when mm. I moved. Um, I went out to farmer's market with a bunch of friends. Here? Yeah. In Cape Town. In Cape Town, okay. And um, we were all black. Okay. And all black from where? From some South African, some Congolese. Okay. I was only Nigerian. Okay. Two South Africans, two Congolese, one Nigerian. Okay. Um, and we were just out in a movie. I'll make a good point though. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> carry on. Oh boy. What do you name the movie though? <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, please say that Nigerian. Because you're like, ah, whatever it's now. <laughs> so this one guy called Jorge, he, he was a bit, you know, inebriated. Sure. Had some, a few, little few. And I was like, yo, what? You get that from us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was wow. like, yo, where, where the ladies are? You know, because all five guys. We were just looking like, ah, you know, this or that, just chilling. Yeah, guys not. I was like, yo, come sit down with us, right? You said that? I said that. Sure. It was a white guy. I didn't care. Again, because I didn't have any. However, I didn't know one of my South African friends was upset mm. by that. And so he sat down and we were just. Making conversation. Okay. They were just talking, you know. He was talking about stuff and he was like, you know, we we're talking, we were just vibrating and we're vibing and we we're yeah. happy. And he goes to say something that triggered my friend. Mm. Problem number one, here it goes. He, he says, Here it goes. I'm so glad that we could do this, right? I'm so glad that we can communicate like this, you know. Let's move on beyond what's happened in the past and let's see. Time out, I know why your friend was trying He said that if there was anything you could have said that would have been shit, it was that. Uh, I get it. He said that and this guy flipped out. And I didn't understand why. I didn't I'm like, yo, listen, why are you upset? I I I, I, I I didn't talk with him, I let him he went, and the other guy, let me tell you how I knew it was, because he himself, he's not, he, he's a quiet guy, you know, but then he's not super quiet. But the guy next to him, I can't say his name, because I don't know his name. Sure, sure, sure. S, you know? Him. Yeah? He, he's quiet, and he also flipped up, but not as high as the other guy. They all okay. And I'm like, okay. Something's wrong. Something is wrong. Yeah. And then he was flipping out, and my other Congolese friend, because that one, was um, kind of just, you know, telling him to forget it, you know. Sure. Begin. So you need to have three foreigners and two South Africans. And we three of us to understand. Because we, three of us are economic migrants. We came to South Africa because there's a better opportunity than we have in our local countries. And we come here and we're like, we're able to get better than we have. Yes. And you are here, and so why can't you? Yeah. all what matters. Yeah, that's all, all that mattered. And we're like, you know, in, in our brain, to be very, to be very fair, you, sure. you feel like you have the same, you have the equal ability. So you have even a better ability to get this was just the calculation in our brain. Sure, I mean come yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's where he was coming from and he was flipping out on my friend. I'm like I, again I just he, he my friend was telling him to calm down. Because I was like, no no, let's you know let's diffuse the situation. At the end of the day, you know, we the guy the right guy eventually left the table and my two South African friends were super upset and they went. And then I had to drop off my Congolese friend at home. And while we were in the car, I was, you know, 
just kind of confused. Like what happened? What happened? Yeah. Right. Like trying to walk backwards. Sure. You sure, sure. understand? You know, in life, some some perception and point of views are different. Extremely. Everyone. Our, our world views are different. We may be yeah. looking at each other, but what we are seeing in the world is absolutely not the same, right? Sure. And so, I think that's the day that it broke. But that, that's the day that this it was changed. This was last year. Last year. Okay. That's when it changed. It changed for me, and I'm like, if I was, you know, I keep saying all these things about oh, you have the opportunity this and that. If I was born in this country, the chances that I'll end up where I am today are very low. Exactly. <laughs> very very low. Very low. <laughs> Very low. Very low. Hence um, why, hence yeah. my statement about minority. Yeah. And so when when I started kind of peeling back that, you know, those very layers. Very large onion. Yeah, massive yeah. onion. I then became so because it, it always came up, race always came up in South Africa, and I was not used to that. I was oh. used to tribe, but it's the same. You know what I realized? I was gonna say, is it the same concept? It's the same though? concept. It's the same. The same it's battles. The same thing. It's just different manifestation. Yes. I was really, I was very used to tribalism. Tribalism, it was so bad we have banks that are like tribal banks. Yoruba. Yoruba bank. Like there's yeah. a bank that they are more catered towards Yoruba people. Sure. If you walk there and both of us are competent and it's due for we're due for promotion, but you're from a different tribe, they will favor me over you and it's no. There you go. Right. So I was used to a lot of um, nepotism based on tribe. Ugh. Yeah. I, I was used to that. I was used to yeah. people... Incompetent people getting jobs based off of, you know, tribe. Yep. Um, Tough. And the same effect that I think that BE has had in some way. Yeah. So BE, I think. In some way. Yeah, yeah. I think BE came in. It's had good intentions, but then I think. Um, Initially. It, it overcorrected. Sure. And yeah. The same thing of feminism. Similar. Yeah. But yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So like, I, I like the idea again because I saw I saw BE play out in my. Company. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and you know, we had to. It was it was good. I think I think it did good. It did good work. Just like you know, um, the change for women to have choice, push for choice to choose what they want to do in life, which was what feminism pushed us for. That you can't restrict us. You can't take away our choices. Mm-hmm. Like we're not human or whatever, right? And that was a similar thing with triple B, E, where we were like, you need to give these people. They have been disenfranchised for way too long. You have to shortcut the process. However, in doing that, you did, and I saw good work out of it. Like, people actually changed. Sure. But what I also saw on the other end of it was people abuse the system, mm-hmm. which is much rather than human, human nature. Human nature, right. And so, would I say you shouldn't? I'll still say you should do it. I'll still say do the same thing, but then you have to be really, you have to really take account for human nature. Absolutely. And don't, ask, don't um, act, you know, um, oblivious to the fact that people are doing what they are doing regarding sure. triple B or, you know, sure. um, feminization or whatever the case is sure. right um and so i saw that as the first step and i started tracing back to how race was always a conversation remember first time i actually had that conversation was i went out with someone someone in cape town upper Cliff. it's a really bougie white area mm-hmm. um the ballad of here yeah kind of i've never i've never i've never even been to ballad <laughs> yeah i need to go there um just go check it out <laughs> i mean i'm, I'm curious i'm curious <laughs> some beautiful homes yeah mm. So we went there for you know for dinner and I'll give you a bunch of I have so many experiences with Cape So we went there for dinner and again I don't have that. My my lens are different yes. because I come from where I come from. Yes. So we were the only black people there. Again, just remember that white people are eight percent of the South African population. 
In Cape Town, however, you're a minority in many of the places you go to. Absolutely. Like and the most messed up thing of my entire experience in South Africa was one thing. The fact that every time I went somewhere as a black person who was economically fortunate to be able to afford some of those things I could go to, right? Every time, most times, 90, 95% of 98% of the times, the folks who were serving me were black. Right? I think but God, they didn't treat you very oh, well, did oh, they? Well, well, I didn't care. You, you feel, yeah. No, but yes did no. They, did they? I, I don't remember. To be honest, because okay. I, don't, I don't care. Okay, so what was the way you going with this? Yeah, what, was it what, what, what gutted me was, mm-hmm. why the flip do we always You buy? can swear, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> why is it that all the Uber drivers, not Uber drivers, sorry, all the certain kind of jobs you never see a white person do, mm-hmm. it didn't make any sense to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, shame. Yeah, you know. I'm so used to that. (laughs) Yeah. That was a. Because they'll even. It's so bad. You know, know, in in, in the US, Mm. folks serving Nando's, Pizza Hut, Domino's, any of those places, they could be white, they could be Mexican, they could be green, they could be yellow. I have never seen a white. Ever. I was confused. Every time I had this, I was con- I'm like, what's going on here? I felt so obvious. Let me tell you why I felt odd. The only other person that was my color, all the other few people that were my shit, were people that were serving me. Mm. So you could, I might as well just got an apron and start serving you people. You might as well have. And they probably would have thought you fit you in better. They would have thought you yeah. fit in better. I, 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 in I, I, I've had people walk, you know, follow me in the store. I went to the store in V&A one time. Because lady, you left. Yeah. And I was like, why the heck are you following me? You know, I mean, I don't care. I'm gonna drive. Look, I don't give a fuck. I don't. <laughs> I could be violent. I'm a calm man, but then. No, I told you the inner. You can tell me that. I'm like, Test yo, why the heck? Why, why the heck Test are you following me? me? You know, and she was like, ah, I just. Had to make sure. Mm. In SA, in South Africa, South Africa, they are, and this is unwritten, obviously, but they are jobs that are referred to as black jobs and there are jobs that are referred to as white jobs obviously people of color fall in this show you will very seldom find a white cashier you will very seldom find a white janitor you will very seldom i never saw a white janitor a white homeless person you will no you you, you find them in cape town <laughs> i was gonna say you will very rarely find um a white taxi driver. Taxi driver. Never been a white taxi driver. Bus driver. Um, any mode of transport, really, public transport. Waiters, waiters. Um, petrol attendants. Petrol attendants. <laughs> all of them. I've and never then, seen a white petrol attendant. And then coming here. You know what's crazy though, which I, my mind can't wrap my head around. And this is a, there's an intersection or some kind of intersection between the lower class, oof, I need to make sure I say this correctly. Let me say it for a second. Okay, got it. Didn't take long. Observation. 
purely observation, but I think there's a lot of truth to it. The lower class white population in America are the black people back home. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what happened. Let, let, let me tell you what I, let me tell you what I, I Oh, I thought you were going somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is what I discovered. I discovered something. I discovered that race is tied to economic. You know, it, it was it was such an experience uh, to me. Yes. It was such a big experience exactly to me. Like you know, going. you don't go in. You know what initiate you. And the good thing about it was, I had some I had some other folks that we all were Nigerians who all worked with the same company. We all went to college together, so we had a bunch of shared history, right? And we all came to the same conclusion: economic prosperity or economic economic class is tied to race. A poor white person is subjective. A poor white person is somebody who thinks he's poor because he's poor compared to people around him. He's not objectively poor. Mm. But the black man is poor. Oh, the black man is poor. Mm -hmm. A poor white person will not live in a township. In mm -hmm. Cape Town. I can't speak of other provinces because yes. I haven't been. Let's, let, yeah, let's, let's restrict this. Yeah, in Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Western Cape, I had never ever... There is no white township. <laughs> There is no white township. Now, the white people think there's they are... no white township in South Africa. Okay, I, I didn't know maybe... There are less... Even, the, even what you refer to as white township, it's just a farmland. Just diplos. Mm. The Afrikaans are like... This is Afrikaans land. Mm. The Afrikaans are meant to... And that's okay. It's not necessarily that they are... It's not the township. They just... They're on a farm. They live a certain lifestyle. Mm. It will, they will not replicate a city lifestyle basic but township for black mm. and so i i realized that i realized that the economic economic situation economic level is tied to race mm. um back home yeah mm. so it was really it, that was a big shock to me um because in nigeria anybody can get it <laughs> anybody can be rich anybody can be poor it's not tied to your tribe Right, it's anybody, anybody. It's up for it's, it's up for opportunities. Grabs. It's opportunities. It's based off of, solely based off of yeah. opportunities. But, in but South because Africa? No, no. of our race back home, mm. opportunities are not afforded to black people. Yeah. It's, and that took me a while to get over because my worldview yeah. prior to that was opportunities are open to everyone. They should be. That's should how it be. should yeah. be. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, so yeah, that that was my relationship with race. Then moving over here, I'll tell you what I noticed. Mm. I've not been here for too long. One thing I need to say, you mentioned it earlier. It's been like not even a year. Yeah, it's not close to a year, it's seven oh, months. Soon you'll go. <laughs> uh, I noticed that, particularly in Seattle, this is a Seattle thing. Again, this is my only, this is oh, my and baseline. And this sucks because Seattle's also not. Yeah, so this is my baseline. However, yeah, this is Seattle my baseline. does speak for a lot for America too. I was, I, I notice every time I walk, not every time, many times I walk on the street and I see another black person. There's this acknowledgement like, Yes, it's a sense of community because we feel like few and far between, even with the growing black population here. I was like, okay, mm. you know, <laughs> it's a high black person. You know, it's not just hey, it's yes. a hey black person. Yeah, yes. I, I, I didn't get that message. Nah, I'll greet everybody. <laughs> I greet everybody all the time. You know, but I will greet you different if you are black, I mean, especially in a dominantly a, do a white dominant space. And I will, I will. So I, 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 my lessons learned from Essie, I'm reapplying here because there's a, there's a bunch of similarity between the race dynamics in South Africa and the race dynamics in the US. Sure. Um, so part of my lessons learned are I have to also understand the history behind how you know the Black American has progressed, although mm. there, albeit it's a bit further back. So South Africa is super fresh. 
it's 25 years, 28 years, something like that. That's super fresh, you know. Yes, um, relative to development. Yes, relative to development. It's relative, new, yeah, yeah, and growing. Yeah, the US is probably what seventy years or sixty uh, years. the US is ancient, man. Yeah, now I'm saying in terms of like the civil rights movement. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's been it's a old. Yeah, um, so I don't expect the same level of maturity from the two. Sure. You know. Um, Interesting way to put it. I like that. Yeah, but but nonetheless, there's still a legacy left over, you know, and there's been some system thematic policies that have mm. allowed the community to be where it is today. Mm. Um, so again, that's just lessons learned that if I had come through Nigeria directly here, I would have missed out on that whole lesson and have had to learn here, which I think would have been more it expensive. It would have been way difficult. To, yeah, it's, way a, more it's difficult more, to learn, much yeah. more expensive and more, because... Much on, more on, taxing, way mm, more taxing, yes. Unlike most folks who move from Nigeria to the US, they move through school. Yes, and exactly, that, they and, move earlier yeah, too. Early. Early, even if they don't move early, they move, move through school. school because that it's kind it's it's a, it's a it's a it's still it's system, a system. Yes, it's initiate an initiation system, which almost gets you on track to how to precisely. Think. Which oh, I will, I won't say con, it's not conditions you, but it 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 sets up what you need to learn for for society. Yeah, for from your, a societal yeah. standpoint and a societal different standpoint, the process of what's that word the process of integrating similar assimilating assimilation is a lot more fluid and a lot more it's direct way more fluid yeah and a lot more and by fluid i mean inflow yeah, yeah. and transition yeah and it's staggered. Like, it's staggered. It's not a it's, it's almost yeah. like scaffolding. Yeah. You know, yeah. per year. You know, whereas for us, who came here on a different mission in a different way, which I think I prefer. I prefer as well. We right, but also it just allows you the freedom to experience the reality and the Probably. rawness yeah. of that difference. We are in essence relative to two different circumstances. We are we dive into the deep end. Yeah. You know, 100%. especially being on our own, yeah, yeah. and no matter no matter what age, mind you, um, which I think a lot of people neglect to acknowledge, which is fine. Um, but here, to your point about the tie between or the difference in connection between like class and race I find it such an interesting observation that Americans aren't any kinder to each other than they are to foreign people I say that because the lower class white people mm. are treated about as badly as white people treat black people people back home 100%. by everybody though here you are white people who are lower class are looked down upon the exact same way as black people or people of color, but specifically now, black people back home. Now, 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 let me tell you something mm. to take it back to Nigeria mm. from a Nigerian point of view, mm. a white person cannot be poor, exactly. And yet, you go to South Africa, and the few that you see are poor here. There's a greater population oh, of wait, white people yeah. who are poor, yeah, than they are black, yeah, 100%. In, in Washington, yep. 
the most the most poor people you see are white. Are white, which is so interesting. Yeah, it's very very interesting but as well. So interesting. Yeah. I'm like, so ex- exactly what are you punishing us for? If your people, <laughs> as Americans by nationality, are being treated the same way you would treat me by virtue of the fact that I'm black. Yeah. Tom and Jerry. They don't. <laughs> they don't see the light. They don't. Yeah. It's it's perplexing to me, and it, I won't say. Yeah, perplexing is the only word I can really use because I'm not frustrated by it. Mm. Um, I'm not mad about it. I just I don't get it, and I don't think that anybody would will ever be able to explain to me the why, or perhaps it isn't a why. But I perhaps I think I maybe prefer. And this is asking a lot of Americans <laughs> or America. But I would, I would prefer if they would at least speak about it openly mm. and, and see it for what, and say it for what it is. Because I, in some circumstances, because I've been around white people who are considered, considered lower class, in some places I have not been the minority and still been a minority. Do you know what I mean? I'm always a, minority by not, in a part of a minority group because I'm black. But I can afford more than the white people on the street who are homeless. And so in that case, they take a lower standing than I do. And that in and of itself is so weird to have experienced for the first time. Like I've seen white people back home who were poor, fine, they are there. But it's within certain environments, certain areas. Whereas here, you'll find everywhere. everywhere. And then we, so I'm like, what exactly are we, why are we at odds? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a black person who is homeless and a white person who is homeless, in my eyes, the way I see this, on the exact same level. And yet, the black person, by virtue of the fact that they're black, goes lower. But they're exactly the same. That's crazy. Now, what's interesting is that, in a, by, again, by observation, Sometimes, you know, Lily can be very quiet. <laughs> Lily can be quiet and just Observe. have a look, see what's going on. I have seen people more inclined to help the black person who's homeless than the white, from white people. Explain that to me. Rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Your face, my face. Oh, exactly. I have observed black people who are homeless gratefully being treated better by white people than white people treat, treat their own white people who are homeless. And I, I wonder why. Do you understand how on all these levels of negative treatment, there isn't even a consistency in that racially? Do you know what I mean? Like, you would, you would think that white people would want to treat white people as white people because they think they are white people so they will carry on. And so they will always be on some or other higher level. And yet, white people here who are homeless are so, so badly treated. And do you think it's because that white people see them as disappointments because of their... What do you think it is? I think it's less of a community than it is an essay. I think an essay... White yeah, people? Yeah, the, the white people feel... Are less yeah. Oh, so does this come down to the individualistic versus collectivistic thing that you're talking not, about? Not, not quite. No. I think in essay, the white people are more, feel like they're more, you know how we feel with black people? You see a black person, you kind of... Sure. Although they don't really care because I don't know what it is about 
you know, the white culture. It's so odd. Where they don't care about each other, it's like, you know, he's he's a person. It's I see the good in that, but then there's also bad because you know. But isn't that a cultural difference in and of itself? Yeah. Is that we care about like black people always care about black people. Yeah. For the most part, obviously, set aside outside Nigeria. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna say, to the exception of things like genocide, xenophobia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, no one's perfect. Fine. But if, if we're talking bigger umbrella observation and like, like, like in the place like, in the place like the US, in the place like the US, and I think this is what I think it is. Sure. I think it's more. When you're a minority, there's a higher sense of camaraderie and community um, because you are in this together. Like you feel a sense of we're in this together. And right? yet, okay. So the difference in South Africa is this. Let me tell you the mind blurry difference between the US and South Africa. Mm. In the US, the majority oppresses the minority. In South Africa, the minority oppresses the majority. And now, wait, both, minor- wait, both minorities. Wait. In America, the minority no, no, oppresses no, no, no. The, the majority. The majority oppresses the minority. Yeah. So the majority in South Africa, yeah. the minority so oppresses the, the majority. The, U, the okay. U.S. population is what is uh, three twenty million people. You'd know these statistics. All right, three twenty million people, three twenty five million people. So twenty twenty. Thirteen percent of that is black. All right, so you're talking about. Do you want to tell me why you know this demographic information, or is this just fola? <laughs> Okay, cool, carry on. <laughs> um, 30% are black and um, 87% are non-black. So that could be white, Hispanic, non-white, Hispanic, white, Asian, etc. Native American, all of that, right? Okay. Um, now, this majority, 87% is all, it's not all white, but it's still majority white. Sure. So let's say this 87% out of, of this 87% this whatever the white people of this seven percent are oppressed in this minority. The minority. So the minority generally, um, in this case, are black, right? So some other yeah. minorities could be like Native Americans, which has been like terrible. Yeah, so there are different that. minority groups, but the percentage. That's, that's another difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a whole different. Native American. Last uh, anyway, there's that. However, in SA, SA is fifty-five to sixty million people. Let's say sixty million people. But a speck relative to America. Eight percent is white. Ninety-two percent is black, Indian, or, or colored. Yes. Obviously, the majority of that ninety-two percent is, is black. Eight percent is oppressing these people. So what that gives you is the majority in oh. the U.S. oppresses the minority, while in South Africa, the minority oppresses the majority. Now. I need you not to do this math because people are going to get pissed off. I'm listening. <laughs> now, both minorities would always have a sense of camaraderie. When you are oppressed, both of us are in this together. We share the struggle. The black South Africans are oppressed, so they would always look out for each other. The minority in the US are oppressed, so they would always look out for each other. The majority would never. Sorry, the minority, South African, white South Africans are minority as well. White South Africans are minority as well. Alright? Yes. No, no, but they are doing the oppression. <laughs> because now yes. they feel like their power has been eroded. Yes. Slowly. Like yes. it's been taken away. Yes. But they're doing the oppression. Yes. I, I don't think I've lost you. Oh, I've lost you. No. I'm just perplexed. At like. How do I need to control the entire thing? 
And that's why I say, I'm like, it's, if you put it on paper, guys, if you were to see this piece of paper, if you put it on paper, it looks pathetic. How oh, 92? 8%. 8 versus 92. Percent versus 92. Nine, one slice of the pie bucks up the whole pie. Yeah. One slice. Yeah. And isn't it just profound how much power is in that 8% by virtue of the fact that they are white? Isn't it? It just. I don't know. And what it doesn't feel that way though it feels like mm, there are so it just there are so many black people back home mm. so many and yet I mean I you're surrounded by war Depending on where you live, you're surrounded by more black people than white. But very, very dependent on where you live. Very dependent on where you live. However, yeah, I'll definitely know my experience. Or then you'd rather say, and yet, whiteness is everywhere. What, what does whiteness mean? The, the, the people, or is it, is it like uh, something that hangs in the air? <laughs> I want you to know, describe it as somewhat of an atmosphere. What's the atmosphere? Describe it to me. Tense. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I say whiteness is everywhere because... Oh, it's not. No, you're right. Take, for example... Oh, you've never been to Johannesburg, no? Fuck. Okay, nonetheless, you'll understand the concept. There is in Santon um, two very different worlds mm -hmm. separated by a set of traffic lights. Santon, wealthy, mostly white, skyscrapers, fancy cars, students, etc. A single traffic light. Robot. Robots. <laughs> and you find Alex. Alexander. Township of the townships. The difference. The line between those two worlds is quite literally a line. It's a traffic line. You see that a lot in South Africa. Um. Yes. That inequality is, you know, South Africa is the most inequal country. I'm not surprised. Yeah, unequal country. Unequal in the uh, yeah, it's the unequal. Yes. Yeah. I'm not surprised, why and the thing is, it's so inequality. But then it's. I'm currently having a conversation with my one of my friends about how <laughs> stupid English, English is, is stupid, and yeah. how nonsensical this. However, we, we keep pushing, but <laughs> I'm actually going to bring that up later. It's so baffling how confrontational that difference is those inequalities are i would rather it that way it's not discreet it's obvious mm, fair enough. it makes you want to it makes you it forces you to confront it at, at some point versus here it's in bits and pieces i feel if we're looking at basic observation day to day you'll drive to certain places and find 
a population of homeless people. You'll drive to certain places and you'll find a population of homeless people. Then you'll find, you know, in between. There, they are there, and, it's an, and you can see, you can almost see, if you stand at a certain point, you can almost see into that township. You can see 100%. into that area. Yeah. You know, you know something that I found really interesting. Um, I remember one of my drives down the south east, down the coast of Western Cape, mm. towards the east. Um, we were going to, I think, Hermanos. Was it Hermanos? I don't remember mm. where it was. On the way to Hermanos, there's a township. So, what I noticed, and I've been to a lot of small towns and cities, I still call them towns, I think they consider cities. I've been to a lot of small towns mm. in Western Cape, right? Um, what I noticed is each of them. Have a township that supports ports that supports like, that supports yeah so it's like having like an attached mm. um, think of it this way like you know how in your in the house you have a detached section for the quarters for sure, the, sure sure like a staff quarters yes that's how the townships are there are always these auxiliary ram shacks just right next to this well established you know road system or kind of community system. So the folks that help, you know, clean and, you know, support the system of this small town is always a township. So before, many places, many times, like Houtby has a township right next to it. Um, flip back to the word's called. Oh, I understand what you're saying. Yes, it it took me a second, but yeah. yes, I understand. So, you know, Flip back would know the township at Houtby is. Mm. Um, so what you're you talking... You know what? I likely wouldn't know either. <laughs> but what you're saying is really true because, you know, it was always so stuck. It was always so, so stuck. stuck. So like in you see, front of you. Oh man, it's crazy. Oh, because yeah, no. The funny thing about it is, the Western Cape is a stretch along the Atlantic coast. So it's beautiful, beautiful sceneries for days. You have beach houses for the days best and drive. days. Oh lord, it's mm. just so gorgeous. And all those towns, the bridgefront houses are not owned by anybody that lives in the township. Township mm. is always kind of tucked away behind the fishfront, mm. <laughs> you know. But the folks that support the businesses in that town come from the township. Because the white people don't do any of the manual work. Because why would they? Oh, man. So that really, that's, that, that was a gut-wrenching feeling mm. I had of like, everywhere I went. Black people. It was just black people. Some color, maybe we see colored people, mm. you know. People of color. Yeah, people of color. Um, and it was... N- very few times, I think one time in Franchuk, Franchuk and Paul, because these are very white Africans. Franchuk, Franchuk is in Fondi Plus, one of them. Uh, Franchuk, Stellenbosch, those three cities. Stellis. Stellis, Franchuk and Paul. You would sometimes maybe see a white waitress or waiter. Yeah. Um, you would see white. But that's my know, point though. Because you have they, to go they, yeah. into the Afrikaans yeah. to fight because they work in their own system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their system, yeah. So one of my white friends, um, the one I told you that I'm from the UK. I think I told you about this story before. This guy, yeah, the this one guy. who's yeah, yeah. from the UK, yeah, from who went to South Africa, yeah, likes yeah. black women. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> I do remember. That's why he stands out to me. Because <laughs> this is why he came part of the conversation. <laughs> oh, Lord. oh, boy. Oh, so he told me he'd go to studies and they would assume he's African because. And he's white. He's mm-hmm. white. Um, they, so they'll speak Afrikaans to him and they'll get super offended when he doesn't respond to them in Afrikaans. They would. You know. Um, and he's like, I'm, I'm not, British. I'm British. You know. <laughs> what do you want to say? It's not like he's, it's not like he's and white. And he has the accent. 
It's yeah. not like he's white South African and doesn't speak English yeah. and Afrikaans. That's where they get offended. Oh, they which do. Is, they get offended. And, and I, I had a friend as well who was white English. You know, the other guy I told you that told me exactly. Himself. And, and he, then they'll get offended. Yeah, he, if you're foreign, you have no reason to be offended. Then yeah. So he told me that the other guy, not the British guy now, this one was working in. He went to the University of Stellenbosch, um, and he was doing like you know, he's working as a student in a restaurant. Mm. The patrons would not tip him if he didn't speak Afrikaans to them. He didn't grow up speaking Afrikaans. He's white English. But South African and white. They don't care. Exactly. So they have their system where mm-hmm. you have white people serve. That's the only time you see that. Otherwise, it was always not the same thing. And that really stuck stuck out in my mind. Absolutely. Um, and so I think what happened was, you know, really back to like the topic here in terms of personality duality or duality of personality across these different places. You have to re-identify yourself. Yeah, you have to find who yourself. You have to redefine your identity. You have to redefine your survival. Redefine your identity. Mm -hmm. You have to redefine your identity. Um, It's tough. It's very tough because you can never really change your core person. The person who has, you know, particularly at the age that we moved over, right? Mm. Um, you have already gone through like the formative parts of your years. You've oh, gone through high school, you've well gone through some part beyond. of university, you know. And so I finished varsity. You finished varsity, opinion. yeah. Mm. So, Undergrad at least. Okay. Comedy. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. So you finish you've you've gone through all of those stages. Yep. All the molding stages. All the molding stages. Ah, you've and done then with it. you cross the world. So you, you then realize Fuck. how hard it is. Like it's being home, I think, is always going to be difficult, no matter how long we live here. But I think I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you something, though. I mean, this is kind of tricky, so it's in two parts. Sure. I think I partially felt better being a foreigner here than in South Africa. Oh. Yeah. Por qué? I think because... Interesting. Yeah. Because here, for everyone's like a foreigner, kind of. Ah, uh-huh. Oh, uh, yep. I stood out as a foreigner in South Africa. Yes, you did. So you don't stand out as much here. I don't stand out as much. Yes, you don't stand out. Yes. I look like a black American here. So until I open my mouth, that I too, see. But there's also just so many, as we, especially as we navigate the city, there are way more foreign people. Well, we are surrounded more by foreign foreigners than, than Americans. Yeah, exactly. And not just that, even yeah. Seattle lights. Most of the fo- folks you meet don't come from Seattle. Right. <laughs> They're imports. So there's also exactly. a sense of like miniature um, micro-foreigners. Yeah. So no one has that sense of Mm. You know, turning that nose up at you, like, hmm, where's this mm. guy? You don't belong here. You just, you know, keep. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, yeah, I feel you. But then I felt more in mm. because, which makes sense. It says that if I was in Nigeria and somebody moved over, yeah, I'll make it more apparent to them that you know there's a you difference. Yeah, you're the outsider. You know, so I never took it against them because one yeah. thing, one thing I always do is always play back situations in myself being in the shoes of that person. And how sure. so that's how I finally that's got to point. learn to empathize with yes. the folks in you know the folks that have been marginalized across yes. anywhere. Yes. I put myself in those shoes and I realized I would not have the, the outcome would not have been what I you know it wouldn't have been. No. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. So it's yeah, oh, man. So question for you now. In light of the fact that you acknowledge that you prefer to be foreign here and then back home. Or South Africa. Um, it's still home to me, Hmm? It's still home. I can still back and say, I can take back home, yeah? Um, it's new. Um, 
do you think over the next five years? Mind you, I understand that this is un <laughs> Just listen to me. I fully acknowledge that this is not something you can predict because you can't predict the life that your is going to unfold for you. But how do you think that your the person you know yourself to be now will shift and change as a foreign person in this country? No matter where you move to, and by the way, you don't get to move. But no matter where you move to, <laughs> how do you think that your identity as a foreign individual will develop in the next five years? Let me give hmm. you my answer. Go ahead. She says so confidently like she has one. So I think that in the time that I've been here, it's less that I've changed so much so, it's less that than it's more so that I've grown. Sure, fine. But I don't think that I would have grown in the way that I've grown. Like if I had stayed home, the same kind of growth would not have happened. That sounds obvious. But that's so crucial and fundamental to me because of the person that I const constantly front confront on a daily basis. Like I confront myself every single day. And I look at how much how like Lele has made so many different things over the past four years and has looked like so many different people over the past couple, it sounds crazy, but just right with me. That I think that over the next five years, I feel like suddenly, or, and I, maybe you might, I hope you reach this point or maybe other people do or don't, I, mean, I don't know. But I finally feel like I've reached a point where who I am, as a foreign person here has leveled, mm -hmm. has reached some kind of plateau. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't think that the, that will last very long. I think in the next two years, I will reach certain obstacles that will challenge and test my position here as someone who's foreign. And I say that more so based on the things that I want to accomplish and succeed in, but also because as I navigate like the differences with my life here than back home, I'm surrounded by way more black people here than back home. Wow, that's crazy. I have not had so many black friends in my entire life. What? I know, and I love it, but I have, I, and it's not, well, take it down to the most basic thing. My phone, the notifications that I get from people who I interact with here, who live here, are mostly black back home prior to varsity at least maybe two or three varsity increased that black population because i went to a, a private varsity that had a greater population of black people which was interesting to me coming from a private school that had predominantly white people so even then the identity shift between high school and varsity was, was a bit its own but I've never been surrounded by so many black people. I've never had so many relationships with black people. Mm. And what's, I think what's good for me is that, I think that's a good thing because my relationship with black people wasn't, it wasn't positive back home for the most part. It wasn't. For many reasons, we can yeah. talk about that. Yeah, I feel you. So 
acknowledging that, I think that the next couple of years may test the identity I hold now because I'm more firm in it. Not that, not, I, I don't say more firm because I was coming from a place of insecurity, not at all. But over the last couple of years, I've just been at odds, at odds, at odds, at odds, at odds. And right now, I'm not. Mm. I'm making these observations and these differences. And, and maybe it comes down to the fact that like, because I'm surrounded by so many black people that I don't feel this, and, and that continues to increase over time, that I don't feel this tension and I don't feel like I'm at odds with this duality anymore. Not anymore, and like I think it'll continue for a long time because by virtue of the fact that I'm not American, but I'm just in a better position now than I was when I first moved here. Um, I didn't reach, not, I don't say that because when I got here it was difficult, not at all. But it was just like, whew, like the wind was taken out of me because so many th these things were so different and so, so right up against my nose, right? Which is obvious and fine. And th I would have been prepared. You could, you could have prepared for that mentally, but well, like you can never, facing and it You can different. never anticipate it, yeah. Right now, I'm like, I'm cool. I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm not at odds with my blackness. Um, I think... This is the... Wait. <laughs> Let's be careful how we say this. I think this is the most black I've ever felt. I know. And that in and of itself is a whole other thing to unpack. But now that I'm at that point, no matter what I confront, confront in the next five years, and I say that just because it's a, the, the most natural short period of time, and yet long enough, mm -hmm. but long I'm like, anything that comes at me in terms of these differences will be a, okay, we see it, we talk about it, we keep going, versus having this turmoil, this angst, this content, this tension, this like back and forth, and that's what all it's, it has been. So I hope that over the next couple of years, at least I see for myself, like, I'm just gonna face challenges mm. with these differences, and they're going to be once easier to take on the chin. You know what I mean? Um, no matter what that manif manifests like in my life, partnership, friendship, um, relationships and colleagues, like all that is natural to life. But I feel for some reason a lot better equipped to take that on now than when I first moved here. Is that a function of maturity? Is that a function of maturity? Is that a function of? I mean, I've always been very mature yeah, beyond so, my age, so I don't know. Perhaps. So, like, is it just a natural progression? Like, things just again that doesn't diminish the fact that no. progression has occurred. Sure. Um, which doesn't. I think at the end of the day, you know, when you look back in retrospect, you can't really predict how things will play out. So <sighs> we're just here. That's all we can say. And yeah. you feel how you feel now. You yeah. feel this sense of you know confidence. Um, yeah, you know it's higher than you said in the last four years when you initially moved here. Yeah, um, which I think is part of growth generally. Yes, and you know whenever we put it get either it's in Nigeria, in South Africa, in the US, in a situation you have to grow. The moment you stop growing, that's when you die, in my opinion, right? Um, who said that to me yesterday? <laughs> Someone who was I with yesterday that basically said, 
Oh, one of my friends, yes. My close, one of my close friends, Blake, was saying, like, as soon as you stop growing, I think you, that's when you die. That's when you die. So interesting. I, I don't particularly think that growth I don't disagree. is... I disagree. I just think it's interesting that you both said so in such a short period of time. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that you would always grow no matter where you are. Sure. If you're nicer, you would grow, but you'd grow. You would grow. Definitely. It's, it's like it's like it's like a plant. Yes. And the sun. Yes. Right. If you put the sun, the lights on sun. Right. So the light. The. I mean, either way, what you're gonna say makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. Yeah. So it, it's gonna grow in that direction, right? Um, now you can look at it and be like, ah, it's burnt off to the side. I don't know. <laughs> it's getting to go juggling. You know, yes. it's not to be always traveling. Yes. It grows off straight because the sun is already overhead. Right? Yes. So the point is, I am. I think sometimes we're tempted to think it's interesting to know what the alternative universe would have been of lady growing four years mm. in, in South Africa. Mm. Um, and you would still encounter challenges there, you would still grow in that situation. And, you know, it's going to be totally different. Four years of you here versus four years of you in South Africa would always have different results. Mm. But the environment will determine how, you know, whatever, what that looks like, what that looks like essentially. Mm. Um, so if I were to predict, I'll always, I'll go for the same kind of um, predictive model, no, model you used, which is looking at the past to predict the future. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, that's how I'll go Which is what you usually do now. Yeah, that's what yeah. I usually do. Like, I always try to look at the past and see, which is the benefit of, you know, experience and years that you can look back and see, okay, this is how I have enough time, data points. To project mm. what the future may look like. May look like, yes. I can never tell At what it will look like. In some way. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. Because then I have this is you as a person, this is my character. And every time I face circumstances, this character is what will determine how I maneuver myself through mm. that circumstance. And you can be lying, you can be self-deceitful where you lie to yourself about certain things about who you are as a person. Mm. You say I'm you know, whoever, whatever you tell yourself, right? Mm. It could be a lie, it's not true. What's really true is how do you what's the pattern? Of your behavior yeah oh yep that's the real truth of who you are yeah and then you can change that truth like you said the until you're ready to acknowledge that you have a problem yeah. you won't change that problem <laughs> <laughs> first step to solving a problem is yeah. admitting that you have one so what would, where would i be i think um personally i have you know i'm no longer in, i don't know if i'm no longer in that state of not moving um, I feel I'm feel I feel maybe not in Seattle. I don't know if it's in Seattle, but mm-hmm. in the US, I feel okay. Like this is the first time I feel okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, like, like a plateau. Not a plateau. Like I feel good. I feel okay. Not satisfied. Content. Yeah, content. Got it. I feel content. Okay. Um, for the first time. In, in a life. while. In oh. Life. Interesting. I not no no not content, but like an aggregate content. Yes. Content. Yes. Yes. Um, however, there's still those you know little things that remind you. For instance, I say to myself, I called. I called. It's a it's a it's a big assumption. Me, me, because if I were to grow up in Nigeria with that full historical context of growing up in Nigeria, so I grew up in Nigeria, right? Yes. If I was still in Nigeria. You don't have to explain things to me. Like, you know, I know how the system works. Yeah. I, I have those years of experience yeah. in the same... Like, you know, I look at people that I go to, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I meet some place where they've lived here their entire life and I just look at them and I'm like, man, it must be nice. So, huh? do you know how, like, for me, how I see it is, you are not trying to learn anything, anything new. I hate that. 
You hate learning things new or you hate... No, I hate the idea of... of, of being in the same place for that long. Yeah, when you're not learning anything new because you know it so well. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah. I, I think I, I like... When it gets still, it gets still. I think just that's just also based on, based off of the principle that I think... Or the opinion that I think that everybody should leave home. No, I agree with you. It's I absolutely true. agree with you. Go I, I think, I don't, I don't know else. how we had that conversation before where... What? About living home. What about it? Have you ever had the conversation that you... I agree that you have to go out. We... No, you and I have not. Um, have we? Maybe we have Maybe in the past. Maybe briefly. Mm, okay. But I'm... I, I agree with firmly. you. You have to. I agree. To learn certain fundamental things about yourself yeah. that I think will be lifetime lessons and qualities, you must leave home. You must. You must. At whatever age. Yep. Go... The earlier the, earlier the better. For a, yeah, yes. Yeah. The earlier the better. But even so that you don't want to reach a midlife crisis. <laughs> but even if it's for a year, go anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. must because set aside. Yes, you're gonna experience a whole other life you never thought you could have had. Sure, but the self dis the process of self discovery, profound. One that I could not be more grateful for, despite the challenges. You. Despite the challenges, I could not be more grateful for my foreign identity here. Mm. As taxing as it is, and as exhausting as it is to what's, be what's the benefits? The benefits? Of a foreign identity. Constantly being different. Mm -hmm. Which is one of the cons too. But I love to learn, right? But I also love the ability to teach mm -hmm. and by virtue of the fact that I am I not American, yeah. I am always in a position to, yeah. in a position to teach. Yeah. And you know the funny thing about it is, like I felt this twice so, um, You failed? I felt this you twice. You felt this twice? Yeah. I'm like, well, <laughs> that was a change. Yeah, I felt this, you know, like in essay, I felt sure. that new being different um, has a pro and has a con, or has mm. pros and has cons. Mm. And you're always learning and, you know, I actually started enjoying the fact, and the pros and cons are there, right? Because I, I would rather be with, like I thought to myself, that would I rather be with somebody who have, I have similarity or familiarity with in the sense of like, she's from. Where you're from? Yeah, right. where I'm from, right? Right, right? Which would be super easy, right? Yeah. For things like food particularly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Not to teach. I don't have to turn oh, this. Oh, yeah. you think? Yeah. Yes. Um, so, but otherwise, I know deep down, I'd rather learn, like keep learning mm. and teach. Mm. Because of the difference, mm. because there's so much to catch up on, and you're like you have your entire life to catch up on that. That's another thing. You know. Um. So I, I'm not chasing the knowledge because I know that I'll, you know. You'll learn. And it's always exciting and new when I see it's my story. Always. You know, I'm like I'm from. Oh really? It's, it's yes. always that sense of. Oh like oh. Yeah, different. You know. Some like and someone I love of constant marvel. Yeah. Yeah. I love to be different. And obviously there's a negative side. So yes, obviously there's a negative side. Yeah, yeah. However, we're focusing on positives here. <laughs> But yeah, I I I will I love my foreign identity identity here as it's shaping, shifting, molding, you know. Um <laughs> I don't know if it's worth even bringing up now, but as a small just a little little side conversation before we round up. have you dated a lot here? Have you dated at all here? I don't know if I would cut my You dating. see, <laughs> for whatever you 
PCS dating? Probably. Just... I think, yeah. I, okay. I, you know, I, that word, I struggle with that word a lot. Like, I don't know what it means. So do I. But in 100%, for sure. Um, different, like, there's differences in the different, Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there are different but definitions. But yeah, I... I only ask because... Yeah. Um, that's all. <laughs> That's also a very interesting topic. Space. Mm-hmm. I like to use that lately, space, yeah. mm-hmm. to navigate. Um, but I bring it up because even then, I enjoy my foreign identity because And this is rooted in deeper cultural differences, um, especially from mine in particular. But I like that here, they will, no matter who I get involved with, there will always be a clean slate. There will always be, it is not likely that whoever I partner with will know more about my country than I will. Mm. As little as I do know about my country, I will admit. (laughs) There's, it's not likely that my partner will know. So, and I appreciate that because there are things about South Africa and being South African and so, uh, belonging to certain cultures that hangs over you in a not so good way that I have always wanted to be removed Avoid. and detached yeah. from. Not running away from, mm-hmm. but just... Not be there. Yeah, because there's the misalignment. And so in partnership, there will always be that newness, but the differences between us will only be and exist in our relationship mm-hmm. versus being at odds with cultural differences between cultures back home. Their knowledge, my knowledge, shared knowledge, like it's it just seems like it's just a little bit easier. As because it must as much as it may come with the difficulties and whatever. I appreciate the experience of dating people who are not ever going to be close to what I am mm. and like me. Mm. It's challenging mm. for many reasons, mm. but there's that there's a richness in that experience that helps a lot and makes the experience just that much. I don't know. Yeah. I think um, my experience has been. I initially like. I still do like the idea of. Being as open-minded as possible mm. to all sorts of people. For sure. But I, I think you know it's that thing where you look at the pattern versus what you think you say to yourself, and you look at the pattern, right? and I see the pattern. It's <laughs> definitely not what I see. <laughs> well, that's why I'm, I'm still open, right? I'm still open. Okay. So I'm definitely more. I've gravitated towards um, women who look like me, mm. right? Um, that's okay. I know it's definitely. I love it. Um, I wouldn't change it. However, I used to think to myself that uh, it's I don't care, you know. Um, I have no preference. That's what I used to mm. myself, you know. I ain't got no time. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 So it's something I've been thinking about, you know, regarding that, you know, the level of familiarity. Mm. I don't think I really have any strong opinion against, or any strong opinion against certain characteristics or traits that folks back home, where I'm from, will exhibit that I didn't want. That I don't want. Mm. Um, so it may not be quite like yours, um, but I do. I did. I did experience that. It's way easier mm. to. 
And my different experience in South Africa is my particular experience in the US. Different? Oh, very different. Oh, absolutely. Oh, very different. Mm. Oh, it's very different. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the difference is. For me, maybe not. Oh, okay, mine is very different. The difference is this is oh. the diversity. Okay. South Africa was very monotonous. I'm very mono. It's monotonous was the yeah, word. Yeah. yeah. It's too just you know one color to come. Sure. Black and white. Black and white. And it was yeah either it's Nasa, Zulu or you know Spady or yeah. whatever you are. Yeah. And then it's black, black and then it's black. And yeah. Then it's white. And I realized that the white girls, except you had went to school with them, or you had they were less open-minded sure. towards anybody that was not their race. For sure. Which, that's your business, do you, mm-hmm. right? However, with the black girls, it was a very different experience. But it was just them. And I'm, I felt like there's still much more variety that I wanted to just see. Because I felt like okay. the amount of people I met was still it's kind of like the same person. Yeah, yeah, okay. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Copy-paste. It's, yeah, it's, it's still yes. like summed up to yeah. the same person. You don't get that. You don't get that. Yeah. Thank God. You're getting a lot of, you know, and for me it's like different African women. I have never met so many Africans so I left Africa. I have never met so many, uh, uh, so many met. Africans who are not South African, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, In my whole life. I've met in every country. <laughs> I've met in Eritrea, you know, Somalia. Rwanda, I'm just all of those kind of people here. The highest likelihood for me to encounter these people will and always has been here. Yeah. I would not always. encounter them in Nigeria or in SA. I would have to go to, and it's, I would less likely to go to their countries. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's also perplexing to me to learn more about Africa here than yeah. in Africa. 100%. And not for lack of wanting to do, go explore mm-hmm. Africa and not definitely lack of opportunity, but like, Nothing against being there, being present, wanting to just. I prefer it this way. I'm always yeah. I prefer it this way. I no, rather. It's less. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's less diverse, it's less expensive. <laughs> Not really. Um, you know, and yeah, so I think. And it's almost more natural here than, than going on an excursion. A vacation is an excursion to go discover, right? Mm-hmm. Here, you encounter if you encounter. It's right. I'm wherever, wherever. I like it a lot. Especially being open people. Yeah. You know? It's. It's been interesting. I, I think, um, again, just projecting forward, I have no idea what that future looks like. Yeah. And it was a big question to ask. No, it's a good question because I think about that question. Mm. Right? Um, it's a good question to kind of understand. I think, man, I've messed up this point. I keep. Oh, no, you're fine. You are absolutely fine. Does it get, you are absolutely okay. fine. I feel like I have to come and talk because to Because the, the closer, mic. then it gets muffled. Yeah, so you've been, I would have told you to come okay, here though, okay. no, you've been fine. I've okay. been watching, you're good. Okay. Um, yeah, so... You think about the future, yes? Yeah, but the future, it's... I don't know what that looks like, but mm. I'm positive. I have a very optimistic view, right? Mm. Because, like I said, I feel content. Mm. Um, good. I, I, I really don't know what it is. I think for me, once I just get my green card, and mm. that's sorted out. Mm. Then I know like, the US is sorted, right? In that Morris, regard, in yes. In that regard. Yes. Yeah. Then I can decide to go back to the SA. Yes. <laughs> and then come back. So what I, what I envision maybe something close to... Oh, this just that, that, that journey is not fun. I hate what? that journey. What? The yeah. immigration journey? No, no, the flights. 
Oh, the physical journey? Yeah, yeah. Why? Because it takes so long? Yeah, two days is not... I'm, I'm planning sometime in early February. Or to go. in early, early 2023 to go back to SA. Okay. I don't think I'm going to go to Lagos because I think SA is my new home. <laughs> You're not going back? When, when, when last week you there? This year. Oh, okay. And that was the first time in like four years. Mm. And I'm not doing that again for a while. Yeah. They'll be okay. They'll, They'll be, be, right. fine, They'll be fine. But you're finna go back to SA. Oh, go back home. Yeah. What? Cape Town? Oh my. I've just left a mark on me. I can't even lie, man. And I'm glad that I, it happened. And I, I, want, I want to go test if it's just me being super nostalgic or it's. And it's good. Because what do you mean? I, I feel like, you know, this sense of the feeling I have for, for Cape Town, South Africa, I want to go test if it's real. I think, you know, it's when you live somewhere sometimes you feel like. Maybe I'm making up stories in your head about how you felt. Romanticizing it? Maybe I'm romanticizing it. I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. I doubt that's what it is. I doubt. I highly doubt that's what it is. Yeah. But, but it feels good too good to be true. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. It feels too good to be true for me. Because of where you're from? Because of where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. like that though. Yeah, I love I like that you have that pull. Oh, that's a Because... Thing. In essence, Cape Town is your is to you what Seattle is to me. Mm. <laughs> I know. Oh. Yeah, Cape Town is to you what Seattle. So when I when when I just when you have these googly eyes, and not from a point of naivety either yeah. or or romanticizing it, but like I get it, because the way you can recite what Cape Town is like. No, I know this place. Mm. Obviously, much I haven't discovered, mm. and there's obviously much for me to still do. But like, I have conversations with people who are from out of town, who are new to town. If you need to do this, yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to yeah, go there, look for yeah, that, that yeah. while still fully learning <laughs> myself. 100%. I'm that guy. Yeah, you yeah. are that guy for Cape Town. Yeah, yeah. And if I were to say, for example, do my next stop, which would be what Seattle is to you, your third stop. If I were to go to, where have I considered moving to? Vietnam, for example. And look back, I'd be like, when am I going back to Seattle? Seattle? Yeah, back when am I going back to Seattle? Not yeah. when am I going back to SA. Yeah, yeah, when am I going yeah, back to Seattle yeah, first? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and because it's... it's who, I, I it did not take long become, to become home. Yeah, I, I think um, with with I've spent a lot of money because I already know all. Did you buy a whole house at IKEA? <laughs> how did you check mind, on that? How did you mind you? I I not hating. I love IKEA. Okay. You know how? But okay, you drank and you saw. I drank enough to see Ia. <laughs> <laughs> And I know your couch is okay. <laughs> and it's good. Carry on. I'm sorry. The most, I think, brand new stuff in my house is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I live right there now. That's where I live. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you live close to IKEA? Five minutes. Not even. Two if traffic's on there. I know I drive to IKEA sometimes. I don't stop. Please tell me where you go. I love, I love I just go to IKEA. Park just, and just, you know, walk around and stuff. Because. Yeah, I like it. IKEA. It's a dream. There's always stuff for me to like. I've know. been there twice and I was all last year and I just I like I'm going, in love. I like going during the week. I should have gone like today. I'll tell you what I like going to do because it's empty. Mm. 
compared to, not empty, it's not empty, but it's not congested. Two times I went to work last year and they were during the week and I was in lines for an hour. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, um, like 30 minutes. Like on, on Monday morning, or Tuesday morning, something like that, when everyone's working. Yeah, she'll be working. Myself included. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I take time off, you know, mm -hmm. like today was my time off and oh. I would go there. Um, it's fun, huh? Yeah, I like it, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so I really, I think I've given all my time to, like, Lagos and I have had a contract. Mm. I was born there, it made me who I am today. Sure. There's nothing else I know it can offer me. It doesn't have any other please, things to offer me. Like, please, please, I know, please. I know what, it, I know what it's about. Say that again. People, <laughs> that's one of people's greatest criticisms against me, is I... From a very young age, knew that at a certain point, You're gonna live South Africa, South Africa no longer the, had anything for me. I, I knew that from, I'll probably see when I was eight. I was 12. Yeah, I was probably eight or seven. I said, hey, yeah. nah, yeah, I yeah. can't stay here. Yeah, I knew it wasn't for me. I knew, I, I knew and people go, huh? Yeah. I'm like, what are you offended for? Well, I think mine is more common in Nigeria. <laughs> but it wasn't Right, there. that's fair. Yeah, But, but, but for most people, it comes later down the line. Mine came super early. Super super no, when I was in like primary school. Yeah. This big before being a teenager, I was like, I my my future yeah. and who I am and who I'm supposed to be is not in this country. So that's why when I left and I went to South South Africa for the first time, that was the first sigh of relief. Mm. But then I knew it wasn't complete. But then it could have been complete because I had started slowly shifting my mindset in mm. my, my in my second year thinking. Sure. Maybe I'm not going to get a chance to leave because I wanted to leave to come to the US. Yeah. And you know, COVID happened and it kind of messed my plans up. So I was thinking maybe I'm not going to leave. So I started slowly adjusting to my new reality. But then the opportunity changed, you know, the seasons changed and the opportunity opened up again and I could move here. And then now I feel that second side of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Another round of contentness almost. Oh, it's, it's, it's yeah. Hmm. It's there. I'm excited for this next yeah. part, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but it depends. If Seattle was that, it was going to be the huge, huge side relief, then it is the huge side relief. Or if you still, I'm because what I mean by concept, I'm not chasing any place anymore. Like I don't go anywhere anymore. Right, right, right. Like there's no other country that I'm thinking about. I want to move here. I don't care about any other country. Oh really? Oh, I don't oh, care. I'm the opposite. Oh, I don't care about. It. I'm done. You said I'm done immigrating. I'm done. Well, doesn't mean, I'll never see never though. So of course. Don't be surprised if you see me Saudi Arabia. Hey. <laughs> I'm surprised to say I hope so. <laughs> yeah. But I'm done. Like I am not... Saudi Arabia. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> just do something. Whoa. Yeah, just do something. Uh, you might me in Kuwait. I will. Yeah, I will move. I know I will move again. I know I'll immigrate nah, again. But it won't be anytime soon. And my home base will be here. Yeah, I'm more interested. I'm done. My home base will be Cape Town. Um I will I was never seen never to Lagos. Lagos is always going to be my real who made me who I am. Mm, that's um, just where you're rooted. Yeah, that's Your roots will always be there. I don't know about that, but <laughs> I mean I suppose roots by roots I just mean because you were born in Lagos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always going to be the most natural place to be. Mm. At least for now. Mm. Until I think it's always going to be the most natural place for me. Uh, you say it like that, the most natural place. I don't know if I could say that about South Africa. Mm. The place I never have to change how I talk. Sure. Where they will, you'll never have to explain what it is. I never have mean. to repeat myself. Never have to repeat yourself. Yeah. I never have to, you know, that do one. some reflections in my voice or just 
change how I think or you know I know how to operate. I slide in and I'm just like yeah. Here, forget it. Yeah, it's like your it's a, it's a whole playbook, you're like Daily. You get in the huddle. <laughs> okay, let's go boys. Daily. <laughs> Daily. Every, every day. So um, no matter who like <laughs> Yeah, I, I that's the only one place I would never have to do that, you know, with I understand, I know what to expect every yeah. time. Of the people I know what to expect. Of the government, of the system, I know what to expect, right? Food, mm. everything, I know what to expect. Mm. So it's never going to really surprise mm-hmm. me. That, and that's why it doesn't excite me anymore. I hear you. Right. I, hear you. I know the bad and I know the good. Yes. And the net outcome I don't want. Mm. So I was t- to show how much I believe in this, I told them, even if I get a double promotion and they tell me to go back to Nigeria for way more money, times to the money I'm earning here. Well, not in the US, but like, I'm not Yes. No. No. Am I interested? No. I'm with you there, sir. I'm not interested. Uh, uh. It's not about money. No, exactly. And I'm like, if it was about money... Uh, it's not about money. It's, it's not. It's stuff, it just it's, can't offer me. It just can't offer me certain things. Like, it's... You can't... There's nothing there that... Um, there's just not... No. Yeah. There's no more. And it's okay, it's too. Okay. Okay, and I and I wish people would understand that more. I would rather take this experience of having to repeat myself and having to say my name a thousand times and have to say half the things I say a thousand times because my accent. But I would rather I that than certain things back home. Repetition. Because uh, yeah. even in that, the tediousness and repetition it and manifests differently there. And you can't even break, you can't change people. Like, you can't. It's, people said, like, that's what it is, right? And the song total of all of that, I don't like it. I and you know like what? It. Sorry to cut you off. No, I think no, it's no. really just like, I don't fit in back home. I don't fit in here either. And it's not about like self-esteem fitting. By fitting, I don't mean that. I just mean, I'm just not as well aligned with people back home. Mm. I'm really not. And it's been like that for a very long time. And I, it doesn't make sense to me to go back to a place where there is an obvious and uncomfortable misalignment. Mm. It doesn't sit right in my spirit, it doesn't right in my soul, it doesn't sit right in what I have set for myself. It's just not. Mm. And nobody and nothing can convince me that I, to move back. And that can be tricky, but it's not false. You know? Um, and I'm also okay to say and explain that. I don't think I have to explain myself, but I, I'm firm enough and confident enough in that truth to make a proclamation about it to anybody, honestly. Um, and I, I hope that if anybody feels that way about their hometown, guys, just go. Go. Leave. Leave. You know, like... It's not, it's not, not everyone is meant to be. I think we're, we're all created differently to achieve yeah. different purposes in life. Absolutely. And I, 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 I have I, nothing yeah. against people who do choose to stay. It's not No, I, I love it. Yeah. I think that's why we're different, right? And yes. I don't like the idea that everyone's the same. We're all different people, right? And I, I really appreciate the differences in humanity. Mm. You know, different races, different genders, different sure. religions, different everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have to just say different that, you know. Anyway. <laughs> um, so all of those differences uh, I enjoy. Yes. But then I think 
Maybe get it together, my man. Can I think maybe people. You know what's funny about that is I think a lot of people are on the same page with that. Maybe we're just like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> but we respect it anyway. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, we digress. I can give you a quick turn of that, but let me let me let me <laughs> Oh, we'll say it offline. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, like, you know, because we're placed somewhere, we're born somewhere, doesn't mean that's the place for us. Like, mm. our destiny could be somewhere else, mm. right? And you go to a place that you feel the most alignment with. Sure. Now, for me, it may not be the... I think I feel the most alignment here. Hmm. I feel the most alignment here. I'm still a foreigner. I still don't speak like them. I still don't know. You will always jokes. stand out. Always stand you out. will always be othered. You will always, always be, be multiple minorities. Yes. I don't. I, it doesn't matter. It's, I'm okay with that. Facts. I'm facts. fine with that. Yes. But I feel the most you expose yourself like to it. in yeah. a holistic manner. Yes. There's there's something about it that makes more sense. Yeah. Um. You know. And yeah. I'm happy people stay back home. Like my brother said, he doesn't want to leave. And I'm like, cool, do you? Yeah, I mean, the same sentiment as people who are here and lived here and grown up here, some who I can tell staying here hasn't necessarily hindered their growth. I think it's different for the US, to be fair. Like, the US is the most immigrated country, too, yes. in the world. So they receive most, more people than any other country. So that just would say that. Oh, are you saying that that by that virtue, they almost automatically experience other places like third hand, second hand. They do. They do. Mm. On, that, on that one, I could agree. Yeah, on, that's a second note, but on the primary note is more. It's already the, a place. That the place people, to be. Mm-hmm. The motherfucking American. <laughs> it is the place to be. Yes. So, um, and I really envy that people I envy the most. I envy folks who, like, I, I'd go to, I'll be in SA and, you know, when my opportunity came for me to move over here. Yeah. And, you know, they asked some guys and I said, no, they don't want to go. You envy people who say no? No, like, they're very happy to be. Where so they, comfortable that yeah, they can say no. Yeah, yeah. like, you know. They already reached that yeah, point. Yeah, because, do you know why for me? I, I understand you don't like the fact that, you know, people don't feel challenged to want to yeah. go outside. Right. But, man, it's so, it's, it's peaceful. It's peaceful, you know, you know. I you can live, understand Yeah, that. you mm-hmm. just imagine if. You have the alignment in SA. You don't have to struggle through any of this dance or all of these things, right? You must be nice. Daily explanation. Ah, it must be nice. No one's messing up your name. Ah. You know. Well. I never have to spell my name. White people back home would mess up my name. Really? Oh, that's a that's a Well, even yeah, Igbo people sometimes mess up my name, but not really. Not not. But I understand the ratio of there to here as well. Yeah. Yeah. Never having to spot. Never having to spot. Every time I mentioned my name, you know, I went over to them and I was like, Follow, I was like, Philip? I'm like, yeah, Philip. <laughs> I told me, I don't care. I'm not joking. Do you know? Philip. Philip, that's what I go. Start, my Starbucks name is Philip. <laughs> Mine's Lily. Lily? Yeah. There you go. Mine's Lily. Because like, all I get is Lily. Yeah. Or Lala. Oh. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Lily is better. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Tubby. <laughs> I'm not a motherfucking Teddy Tubby. Excuse me. 
is you. So is my Starbucks name is Lily or L. Oh boy. I just go Philip and um oh, somebody told me that's not that's not a black name. I'm like yo. So they say my black name right. Tell us about that. No 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 it wasn't my person that said it to me. Uh, I told a black person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah, no, it wasn't <laughs> But it was you know because I, I, I lost them like they it's not worth it. It's not yeah. It's not worth You reach a certain point. It's not worth trying to explain and I, it was something I said as well. You know, why some of it? Like I just said, listen, I understand. You're never ever ever going to be able to pronounce. You know, they sometimes I'm like, don't worry, it's okay. It's okay. You can pronounce my name. At like this that. point, I'm like, okay. whatever it is to you, I'm gonna yeah, go with I'm it. I'm going with it because it's more, especially if it's one of those things where like I'm not gonna encounter. Exactly. Anything, yeah. Or I don't intend to yeah. do anything like. Especially if it's even if it's something like someone at um at a gathering who I've met and gets wrong, I'm like, you know what? If you can tell from the jump, we're not gonna be friends or anything. It's alright. As a restaurant, it's fine. Yeah. Um, like sometimes it's, it is just so odd, and it, I have a second of how did that make sense to you? No, come on. I I understand. No, 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 because like take for the other day, for example, no. I was on a date, right? I went and ordered food. And at this place, I spelled out my name. Two of the same letter, twice. That's all my name is. L E L E. Sure. So we're having this conversation about my name. <laughs> People butcher it all the time. Sure, shit. This guy calls our order. I can't even remember what. Rendition of Lele he came up with. <laughs> <laughs> what cover of oh, Lele he came up with? Remix. What edition? <laughs> Which volume of Lele he came up with? And he so confidently shouted it out too. So much unrecognizable. So much so that I didn't did register that it was. <laughs> but he did. He was like, I think that's supposed to be. And he gets up and he's like. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was like, case in point. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So that's why I, I, I try to make it as simple as possible. Yeah. Like, my full name is even really f- sorry. It did fly back home. Is it a full name? Oh, it's a full name. I'm a daughter. Have I said mine? No. <laughs> Offline. <laughs> really? Oh, my full name is long. Oh, I mean, sorry. mine's not long. I know it near as long my as yours. Well. I have is one name. Thirteen words. Okay. One name. S- I have another name that's 15 words. Letters? Yeah, fi- sorry, 15 letters, not words. 15 oh! About 15. Your first name is yeah. fif- 13. 13. My, my your second is 15. 15. Yeah. And then it's your last name? My last name is. Five, 10? 11? How would you write your name on exams? Yeah. So, in eventually, on my passport, it really holds two names because it couldn't fit in my passport. So it's just your first and your second, or your first and your last? My first and last name. So your middle name isn't there? Yeah. In fact, my middle name is actually my first name, and my first name is Oh, you're one of those! <laughs> so, my... So the 15-letter uh, one is actually first your first name, but it's used as your second name? Yeah. But it's not on any of my, like, on my driver's license, as my wallet. Is it full in full on your on your drivers? Yes, but well, it's not full on my drivers. Um, like on my ID, that's that's the. Where's your ID? That one over there. Here. Yeah, that's like my work ID. 
that's like my uh, regular name, right? Um, yeah, so I'm like, this is this one. Yeah, yeah, but that's not my. Where's my. Okay, what is the one? Yeah. I'm going to close out. Yeah, close up, close up, close up. So, <clears throat> we've obviously discussed so much. Discussed. Discussed. Go away. Close out, close out, close out, close out. We've spoken about a lot and I'm glad that we have this conversation because it's been on my mind so much and it's something that continues to be an ongoing conversation obviously because of the ongoing experience that we have here. Um, I think the only lesson that I can keep, that I can say or pass to everybody is like leave your hometown if you, if you have the opportunity to and it's not something that would yield, you know, dramatic negative consequence leave your house leave your home go elsewhere go even if it's across the country not necessarily across the world you mm -hmm. don't have to be so bold but like bold it's bold in and of itself to leave and go across a country it's fine but just leave home there is a very obvious and yet underestimated comfortability in being home no matter what length of time that you're there and how long um and what your experiences are and you won't recognize that until <laughs> it finally ran out, until you leave home. So I encourage you to leave home and go experience the world, a world outside of your own. Um, greet people, challenge your, challenge what you see as respectful. What you see, what you, what you decide is respectful, what you term respectful, do more than that, especially when you're here. Um, you'd be surprised how much it will mean to people. Uh, beyond that, um, yeah, I think that's my challenge for you guys this week is just to challenge your boundaries of respect or what you define respect and do more. Challenge yourself to do more. And consider, perhaps you don't have the opportunity to consider dual identity, dual foreign identity, but or duality in foreign identity, but there's duality in environmental identity so perhaps have a conversation with you about yourself about who you are in relative environments and circumstances and see what it is that you can unpack and uncover and what you can discover about yourself in that conversation alone because i think that's a pretty valuable one um thank you to fola for being on <laughs> the podcast yet again you are a repeat offender you're not the first repeat offender, unfortunately. That position has already been taken <laughs> but uh, by your good friend, Uma. But, um, yeah, do you have any challenges for our folks this week? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're distracted. <laughs> um, man, challenges. You know, like, before I'm on over there, so it's very hard for me to come up with, like, so simple. Ah, uh, fair, fair. Um, yeah, so ah, challenges foot folks. No. Nah, no. Okay, kids. For this week, that is all we have. I hope that you have a great weekend. Whenever you listen to this, it's gonna be released pretty soon. But whenever you are listening to this, I hope that you are having a good week or that you go into a beautiful weekend and that you take care of yourselves. Um, and the ongoing thing that I like to say is that kindness doesn't cost and I promote, I'm a very big promoter of being graceful to yourself. So show yourself grace. Mm. Um, 
and be mindful be to others too. and be graceful to others as well people every single person is going through something yeah. especially now so yeah. before you do something think twice before mm. you say something think twice and think consider twice. <laughs> so just a, <laughs> i'm gonna leave it to be 